0: This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 37. Hey, it's Kane's Arcade.
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now, your host, he always prefers almond butter over peanut butter,
0: Pat Flynn. Hey everybody, what's up, and welcome to session number 37 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. My name is Pat Flynn, and uh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Now in the intro, you heard me talk about Kane's Arcade, and if you don't know what that is, I highly encourage you, I highly encourage you to go to canesarcade.com. That's C-A-I-N-E-S-Arcade.com, and seriously, just, you know, Get your family together and watch the 10-minute short documentary. It's just amazing. And I'm telling you, I don't want to ruin it for you, but I seriously shed tears of joy when watching how awesome this little kid Kane is and what he's up to and what happened to him. And I guarantee, I guarantee that after watching it, you'll have a better day. It's It's just amazing. It's awesome. Now, speaking of awesome stuff, we have another success story interview today with a woman who just impressed the heck out of me with what she's doing online, how she's doing it, how she got started, how much money she's making. And it's kind of funny because she's doing it in a niche that is sort of made fun of in the internet marketing industry. I mean, we always like to use this niche as an example in what we teach and no, it's not dog training, but I'll let her tell you what it is right at the beginning of the interview. But you know, no offense to the other interviews that I've done already. This interview, man, when I was listening to her story, my head was resting on my fists on my desk and I was just, I was just taking it all in. It was just amazing. Very inspiring. She's a very, very, very smart, hardworking woman, which is what I love about her. So everyone, let's please welcome Lane Amon to the show. Uh, Lane, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, Pat, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, my pleasure. So, tell us about your business. What's the, first of all, of course, what's the URL and what is it about and how are you making a living online?
1: You can find me at www.layout.com a day.com and I am in the scrapbooking niche and yes indeed we get made fun of all the time (laughs) but it's true you can make a living in very niche markets online and I'm excited to be able to share a little bit about that with you please do so, um, I actually started my career as a freelance journalist, um, going back about fifteen years ago. I was writing for everybody, for everybody from um, the Boston Globe to the San Jose Mercury to Runner's World, a whole variety of. Different publications with kind of a specialty in high-tech marketing. If anybody remembers um, some of the uh, some of the uh, high-tech magazines like the Industry Standard, I was a regular contributor for them, and that's going back a ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dot-com uh, bust of the uh, like right around the turn of the century, 2000 came, and a lot of that started drying up. And I had a wide enough base that I was able to keep writing about a number of different things. But um, I would thought and and just like you encourage people to do in your audience you know think about what you're really passionate about wouldn't you really want to be doing that and what i loved doing was scrapbooking at that point in time i had a couple kids and had really fallen in love with the hobby of scrapbooking capturing their stories and photos on on scrapbook pages and so i contacted one of the scrapbooking magazines and i said i'm a freelance journalist i'm also a scrapbooker do you ever need writers and in fact they did So I started writing for them, became um, a contributing editor for them, and was writing pretty much exclusively for that niche. Started traveling the country, teaching on behalf of the magazine, and then our next big economic downturn came and um, the magazine folded. Hmm. So I... Had at that point, a scrapbooking blog that was on type pad and, uh, had, you know, just a a, a handful of audience, um, regular readers based on the classes I was teaching and based on my name and the industry and things like that. And, uh, so at that point in time, I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I can do what I was doing for the magazine online. Um, I'm a writer, I can write articles and post them on my blog and, uh, I can teach, um via the Internet so I can do all those things I was doing, but I'll be doing them for myself instead of for the magazine. So, um, so one of the first things I did was move from TypePad to WordPress and uh, start an email list. And at that point I brought about 500 subscribers with me to, um, to the, the Aweber um, list that I started. So I really mm-hmm. started pretty small. I mean, um, 500 regular readers is not a huge number for people who are starting from scratch it sounds like it but it's really it's really not that many people Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was kind of the beginning
0: all right so you have uh so this experience as a writer in the tech industry then you move to do something kind of you're more passionate about scrapbooking you get uh, into this magazine and that's going well you get to travel around the country and the magazine folds so you decided to go online You, you had a blog at TypePad. You switched to WordPress. You had five hundred subscribers. So how does you know th- how does that turn into a, a business though? So so <laughs> once you have that blog and you have you know a small following, where does the where does the you know monetization come in, or h- how do you uh, you know I, I understand that these subscribers are probably uh, hardcore followers of, of you, but you know from what from that point from where you switched to WordPress and you had uh, a small email list, how how did you go from there to then building a business out of it?
1: Right. That is a great question because there's a big leap there between, uh, zero in and making a full-time living. Uh And, uh, what I did is I kind of looked at what I was doing already that people really resonated with. Um, and one of the things that I had started several years ago was a challenge called layout a day. And that's where the name of my blog came from. And if I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with the NaNoWriMo, the national novel writing month Mm -hmm. where people are challenged to write a, a novel in a month. And I thought, you know, I need to do something like that for our industry. That is a stretch goal that will inspire people. Because I'm a great cheerleader and inspirer. I'm a I'm a good scrapbooker, but I'm really a great writer, a great communicator, and a great, um, great rallier and community builder. Mm-hmm. And I knew that's where my my specialty was going to be. I wasn't going to wow people with the the great artistic uh, creations I made. <laughs> Although people appreciate my scrapbook pages, that's not that's not, I'm, I'm more like the Rachel Ray of mm-hmm. scrapbooking where I'll help you fit it into your life. You're a busy mom or a busy parent. Um, and, and I will encourage you along the way and give you ideas and inspiration. So that's really what I did. So I started this challenge called Layout a Day. And it slowly grew and grew. We did it several times a year. The first time around, I think I charged people like $10 to participate and we had maybe 100 people involved. And um, that's slowly built from there. Um, I started also um, researching other ways of making a living online. I took Yarrow Stark's um, blogger course and learned quite a bit through that. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think that's where I was first introduced to you and uh, just looked at different ways of monetizing what I was doing. So it really built over time and, um, that layout a day course was really, um, really the cornerstone of what I was doing. And that's why my blog is named that. So what I would do then is figure out, okay, we did this month of, of this law, this, course this month long course now i want to take that content and repackage it so i would take the course material from that month and then repackage it as an information product and then i would sell that information product and then i'd go forward and start promoting the next month long course and then repackage that and some i repackaged as audios some i repackaged as um, a, a fixed term uh, I guess you'd call it a fixed term program where they get an email every day for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, some was, one was an ebook. So I really repackaged them in different ways, trying to reach my audience on different levels. Um, and that's really been one of the most, um, the biggest keys to what I've been doing is is trying different things and not going sole source with anything, mm-hmm. not relying completely on AdSense, not relying completely on affiliate sales, not relying completely on layout a day really experimenting and trying to provide different things to my audience to, um, to reach them and also to bring in multiple streams of
0: income. That's great. I mean, I, I always talk about diversification and offering mm. people different options, but as far as the options that you're giving people, what's kind of the most uh, I guess what what's most successful for you? What's bringing in the most uh, the most money as part of your business?
1: Right. When I look at my income now, let's look at 2011 and going forward into 2012, I did hit six figures in revenue last year for Congratulations. 2011. Thank you. Now, that's not all take-home pay because I do have affiliates in there that I'm paying, and I'm hoping this year to hit six figures in and take-home pay Mm -hmm. in um, actual money that comes to me. But one thing that I started last year, because I'm always looking at how I can apply different um, successful techniques and strategies in other niches and other um, businesses and how I can apply them to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I saw was the ability to create these online webinars, um, provide video, and because scrapbooking obviously is a very visual market, Um, I, I saw that there was the technology where I could actually bring classes to people, not only via video, which everybody's been doing via YouTube and things like that, but do it in a live environment. So we could get together in a web room, um, and have several hundred people together, bring instructors from all over the country together in, um, in the, or all over the world, actually Mm -hmm. bring them together in a central location and, um, create these online events. So starting last year, I put together live online multi-day events. So basically like a trade show or a convention, but online. And uh, the students enroll and they um, get access to anywhere from 12 to 15 classes. And uh, they can view them live and then we tape everything and they get the replays afterwards. But they love the interactive uh, aspect of it. So they're not just watching a YouTube video. They're watching a, a class presentation with you know 200 other scrapbookers and they're all chatting and they couldn't ask questions of the teacher and just that interactive level has been extremely successful and no one else was doing it in the scrapbooking industry
0: yeah that's really that's really really smart so how much would a ticket to uh this event cost
1: sure it's called true scrap and to put in my little plug it's at com. And our next event is coming up in April of 2012, and it's 100. Well, depending on when you enroll, uh-huh. it's 127 early bird registration, and 147 dollars um, when you enroll shortly before the event after the uh, early bird special has gone away. Mm-hmm. And again, they get about 20 hours of video content, plus they get um, a digital goodie bag and discounts and um, all sorts of other fun stuff because scrapbooking often takes place in isolation, like a lot of hobbies, whether it's um, if you paint watercolors or um, build wooden boats or models or whatever you uh-huh. might do, takes place by yourself, but you like to connect with other people. And this brings together the community aspect with the education aspect, and it's been really successful.
0: That's great. I mean, yeah. uh, c- congratulations. So April 2012, 127 for early bird pricing, was that mm-hmm. the same pricing as before?
1: Yeah, so um, when we started our very first one in April of 2011, it was $97. Mm -hmm. And then it increased to 127 because we added more features to it. Mm -hmm. So the second one we did in October of last year went to $127. And this time it's, and it's been 97 for alums. So it really encourages people to re-enroll. And each time we grow a little bit. So I get feedback from people and see, what do you want? What can we add? What could we do that would make this better for you? And then we just layer it. We add on new elements that people are asking for. um, And that's been really successful too, because I really try to listen to them and see what they're interested in. So 127, we had 350 people at the uh, October event and we're hoping to um past that for for april this year so people can do the numbers and kind of see what we're looking at there in terms of revenue
0: yeah uh, 127 times 350 uh so let me do that in my head really quick Forty four thousand four hundred fifty bucks
1: sounds good to um, me <laughs> i used a
0: calculator I'm, i was cheating but uh yeah that's just amazing that's uh, that's just for one event and you can do multiple events per yes. year i think that's a great idea especially when you like you said when you think about the niche in general it's kind of a thing you do on your own but to express, you know, interest with other people and, and be a part of a community that that's huge and people will pay money to to become a part of the community obviously.
1: Exactly. And that's what I hear from people as well as just that it's an experience. It's 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 much about the experience of being together as it is about the inspiration. Everybody's got I mean, it probably in any niche, they've got the information they need. You know, it's the same reason people sign up for classes in the internet marketing space because they want to be led through it. They want to be in part of something with other people. And that's, that's really held true for these events.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So are you doing all of this by yourself or do you have Mm -hmm. kind of a team with you?
1: I have um, I have some help. I have several VAs who assist me, and um, one in particular, um, shout out to Kelly. Hi, Kelly.
0: What's <laughs> up, Kelly? She is
1: my right-hand person, and she handles all my customer service because mm. I tend to get very distracted. I mean, I'm such a perfectionist. If I get one email that says, you know, I really didn't like X, Y, and Z – which might just be a matter of opinion, not anything I did wrong, but mm. it'll really take me <laughs> off my path. And I really have to focus on the big picture because that's where my value is. Right. So uh, I have somebody handling customer service. She handles a lot of the questions about, hey, I couldn't get into the web room today or um, where's the replay for this? She handles all that for me.
0: Where did you find Kelly?
1: She actually was a member of my my audience. And at, I I wanted, that's I had- the best
0: place to get people. Oh my gosh. Your, yeah. she,
1: she understood, she understands completely what I'm trying to do. She understands um, how I would approach things because she's been around me for so long now. And and I never have her write as me. She always writes as herself. And mm. if somebody gets an email from me, they know it's from me. Right. Um, but she has that same, like she knows I always do things with a sense of humor and um it's not just a straight email back it'll be trying i always try to get people to smile that's kind of one of my things is you know we're too serious let's so she'll add that element of fun to things and Mm. she just really understands who i am and what i'm trying to accomplish and she's been fantastic and then um i have a handful of other people who work on a project basis helping me like once i record my podcast they um upload it and post it on on uh on um the blog for me and and some behind the thing the scene things like that somebody Okay. I have a membership site too and I have somebody who helps me with that as well.
0: Awesome. So you just mentioned a podcast so that's one way you're getting new eyes on your brand and kind of expanding your authority in the space. Are you doing anything else to market your business?
1: Yes, I am. So um I take the uh, Pat Flynn approach to uh marketing and right. you need to be everywhere. Yes. So Love um it. probably my top areas are the podcast. Um, I also do videos quite a bit um, on YouTube and uh, that's been very helpful too, because again, scrapbookers are extremely visual and uh, a lot of people go to YouTube and just type in scrapbooking video and uh, they'll find me. I also do some a little bit of guest blogging, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, I do article marketing. I um trying to think what else, a lot of traffic will come from instructors within, um, my true scrap, the true scrap, uh, events that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, they'll refer people over and they'll discover me because they like person X and then they come to to true scrap and I, my personality is so much a part of that. They say, Oh, I really like her. And then they end up following me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I do SEO for my blog as well. Um, so pretty much anything that I can do. I'm on Twitter, not a ton because it seemed a little spammy lately, but I try to maintain a presence there. Um, I, I have my Facebook fan page as well. Um, so I just try to try to do it all a little bit, a little bit, but focusing on um uh, podcast and the videos mostly.
0: Nice. Be everywhere. Love yeah. it. This is, yeah. oh, I love you that you say that. Um, <laughs> and also affiliate, you got affiliates pushing stuff. Yes, there
1: too. I do. I have an affiliate program as well.
0: Great. A couple, couple more questions before we, before we finish up. Uh, what do you enjoy most about doing business online?
1: Mm. Well, um, the part that I enjoy about business online, regardless of what niche I would be in, is the flexibility. I have three kids. Um, I live in Boston, and the, but I'm originally from California. And it allows me to either travel to my kids' events and still maintain my business presence. I can be tweeting while I'm sitting at a baseball practice, mm-hmm. or I can travel out to California to visit family and still, in fact, I'm in California right now, um, visiting family and still maintain my business. And that flexibility is just, is, is one of the top elements. And also just the ability to set my own path. I don't think I'd make a very good employee anymore. I have yeah. <laughs> definite, uh, definite views on how things should be done and I can try it and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, it's it's all me and if it works it's all me and that's 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 a lot of fun to to have this living laboratory where you can test your ideas and concepts and see see yourself grow and challenge yourself and just make whatever you want of it i love that
0: i know that's awesome a great answer uh last question what are maybe two or three tips you have for people who are also wanting to start their own online business
1: good question um i was at the niche affiliate marketing conference in in uh atlanta in um nams yes nams and i was actually instructing at nams and one of the other instructors jack born i was sitting in on his class and he said find your i'm trying to remember how he he phrased it find your unfair advantage and what he meant was find the thing that other people don't have. And it's unfair only because not everybody has it. Mm-hmm. So it could be your contacts that you know everybody. That was something that I actually had because I had been in the industry for so long. So a newcomer to the scrapbooking industry would see that as an unfair advantage because, hey, Lane's been around here for 15 years. You know, it's it's something that gives me a leg up or a start on the race. Right. Um, it could be that you're great at technology or you're great at web design, or it could be that, um, you know, you're you've got unlimited financing because, you know, you got a rich uncle who will bootstrap <laughs> whatever you need, whatever your personal unfair advantages, find that and find it could be a skill, leverage that to the hilt. So in my case if its connections, that's something that the true scrap event has allowed me to hit the ground running with because I could call up these great um, teachers who had audiences of themselves and they knew who I was and, and they were willing to take a chance on me. So find your unfair advantage. That's number one. Great. Number two is that, um, that whether it's multiple streams of income, multiple streams of traffic, multiple streams of ideas, don't go sole source on anything. Always be looking for something else to add either to what you're offering your customers or where you're getting your inspiration or where you're getting your income because you just never know which one's going to hit big and you also never know when one's going to go away. So that's another one I would say.
0: Yeah, no, perfect. Thank you so much. What an inspiring interview. Thank you so much, uh, Lane, for, for sharing that information and your knowledge and wisdom. And, and I wish you, and I'm sure the rest of the community wishes you as well, just even more success in the future. Let, let's see a six-figure uh, event this year or something like that.
1: Thank uh, you. I, uh, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So if, if people want to learn more about uh, you and what you do, where uh, one more time would they, uh, sh- where should they go?
1: Well, I am everywhere, as you know, but uh, the blog is layoutaday.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash layoutaday. I'm on Twitter at Lane Amen, and that's spelled kind of funny. It's L-A-I-N-E-H-M-A-N-N, and I'd be happy to connect with anybody about um, if they have questions about their particular niche and want some, some just somebody to bounce some ideas off of or um, any way I can be of service. I'm a big believer in giving back, so I'd All be right. happy to help.
0: Well, thank you again, Lane. This Again, this is Lane Amon, the Rachel Ray of scrapbooking in her living, she's living in her own living laboratory. And I really think that's that's great advice. You know, just keep trying things, see what happens, if it doesn't work out. I mean, that's the beauty of doing online business. It doesn't, it's, it's not a huge risk and things are fairly inexpensive to experiment with. Uh, and then just see what works and go from there. You got it. All right, thank you. Take care.
1: Thank you, Pat. All right,
0: bye. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Lane Amon from layoutaday.com. Super amazing, inspiring, incredible story. And just listening to that again just gets me on fire. It really makes me wanna take action and I hope you feel the same way too. So I'm just gonna leave it at that today. Uh, your goal from this point until the next podcast episode that you listen to is to take action, whatever that action may be. Do something for your business and really accomplish it Think about in the next five minutes what that's going to be and then work towards it. And the next time I come out with an episode or the next time you listen to one, uh, have that done. All right. So take care. Good luck. And I wish you all the best. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thanks
1: for listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.